The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Ultimate New Year's Eve Party. Hop on the Sports Gambling Podcast YouTube channel for a truly DJ afternoon complete with drafts, pickums, prizes, live sweats, and more. The fun starts at 12 30 p 12 30 pacific man i really hate pacific time 12 30 pacific 3 30 eastern new year's eve the fun starts tap in with sports gambling podcast on youtube yes yeah, we are back with another edition of the sports gambling podcast network NBA Gambling Podcast. Look, you know me, know the voice, know the guy. It's me, really real villain, real 12 from Jay here at your service. And the reason that I messed up my answer today is because I'm upset. I'm upset. As Drake said, when he tried to diss Pusha T and then Pusha T came back and literally ethered Drake. Were you playing Marvin's Room in the background during that overtime period? No, I wasn't, actually. Um, And you know... Honestly, I think I was one of the few people that actually wasn't concerned for overtime at all. Um, And it's really just a matter of the fact because you have Jason Tatum, who is a pretty bad clutch time for a star. Not going to say like for a regular NBA player, he's really good at clutch time. But for a star, he's pretty bad. And then you have Joe Mazzulla, who makes terrible coaching decisions. And I knew I had Monty on my side, so I felt like I had a coaching edge. I felt like Jason Tatum without Jalen Brown could screw it over for us but man the pistons are really hard to overcome man but i was almost right i had the clip clip posted ready to go scott i was ready to come in i was eight plus 800 on the money line against the celtics i mean i just and and because i wanted to get on you because you went out there and you were like Oh, so happy to the public miss with the who's laying minus a thousand with the celtics there were people that had a minus a thousand money line sweating with the Celtics. I mean, I didn't I go that so much, far. I'll, I'll make so my point after. Better. I'll let you finish. It's so much better. So much better to know that I would not only cashed one bet already, but I was sweating a monster of a bet while some people were out there sweating a minus 1000 money line on a team that you probably shouldn't have been laying that much juice with regardless. I, I just mean, uh, come on. And so, I sit here to say the pel- that this was almost a historic episode because the Pistons almost made history for me and that I really don't know when this streak's going to end because that was like one of their hard, like, well, it's probably going to end against the Raptors next game, but like that was, that was a really, really good effort. That was really, really good effort. Oh yeah. And Killian Hayes sucks. All right. That's everything I had to say now. Introducing my co-host, you heard him. You already know it's Friday here on the NBA Gambling Podcast, so we're over here doing it big with Scott Studio Right Show. Scott, what's going on? Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. So just to be clear, uh, Gambling Twitter was trying to roast me for about a half. A lot of people got pretty excited in the first half because they forgot that the Pistons blowing a 19-point lead in the span of about eight minutes. But anyway, a lot of gambling Twitter was on my case because I saw a tweet from DraftKings where they said that the Pistons' money line 
was the most bet play of the day. To which I responded, or I retweeted, saying, a reminder that most of public Twitter, or most of public gamblers, or whatever you want to phrase it, most of the public are lifelong losers when it comes to gambling. I don't have an issue with people taking Pistons money line, just to be clear. I have an issue with it being the most popular bet of the day. That's the issue that I have, because you haven't you had an angle. Your angle was, you know, Boston as a favorite. I don't trust them. Missoula, I don't trust. At least you had arguments. What percentage of the of the actual public do you think actually factored in any pro Pistons arguments in the entire game? It felt like a squad ride with the entire internet, and I didn't hear a single reason why people should be taking the Pistons until after the game. Somebody told me, oh, the Celtics as massive favorites are really profitable to fade straight up on the money line but what no 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 scott no no don't say that you heard that after the game i've been saying that for the past three years no no i'm I'm talking about from anybody on twitter not you just anybody who's like trying to call me out going what are you talking about i didn't hear a single pro pistons argument from anybody who's trying to roast me at halftime all i heard was oh you know it's gotta end at some point they're due to win are they it's been two months like, I don't know what we're doing here. So once again, if you bet Pistons Moneyline and you had an angle that you think made sense, I'm fine with it. But when it's the most popular play on the entire card and they haven't won a game in two or three months, this is why sportsbooks constantly renovate. And the next time you see a renovation from either FanDuel or DraftKings, they should name the new wing the 23-24 Pistons because the amount of money they're making during this losing streak for gamblers to try to predict when the streak's <laughs> going to lose, they're making a fortune. So that's kind of my main point. If you want to take a spin with a long shot, I don't hate it, but at least come up with an argument. I didn't see a single argument for the Pistons on Twitter the entire day, and everybody was on the Pistons, and I didn't understand it. It made no sense to me, but it was a good game. It was entertaining. Then you got yourself into a hedging argument because they're up 19 at the half. And the no second way. half spread hedge, is minus 15. The minus hedge, 15 was the second half spread. So you can't even hedge. At that point, you're just stuck. Because if you hedge and you when if you hedge when you're up 19 points with a dog, then why the hell are you taking the dog in the first place? You had a dream first half, the best first half imaginable. You can't hedge in that spot. Maybe in the fourth quarter when the game got interesting, but still. The point is the Pistons have lost a lot of people a lot of money. Yes, they made it close, but when gambling Twitter. All of it is on Pistons' money line. This tells you what my thoughts are on most of the gambling public. And it's also why you tend to fade the public on occasion. It's because a lot of the public... Oh, well, I thought it was very funny that you said something. Because if anything, you side with the public more often on this show than anybody else. So That's that's true, but that could be based on spread and stuff like that. When it comes to a money line with a team that hasn't won in three months, this is why sportsbooks make so much money and why they're profitable every year. It's because a lot of people donate a lot of money, and apparently the Pistons are the root cause of that donation for the last month. That's my last point. I don't care what anybody has to say. If you made a bet, whether you thought it was a good idea or not, on the Pistons' money line, you made the right bet. It just didn't work out for us. And you know what? Sometimes that happens, but I hope you listen to me and not some others when they said, take that plus 16 and a half because, oh, boy. All right, let's go ahead and get into the slate because we got a number of games and I'm trying to get us out of here because if you see 
loaded up. We got Moon Off coming on with some guests to give out some underdog plays, help boost our underdog uh, stats and go out there and really promote our underdog line. So make sure you check that out. If you haven't, sign up for us with underdog today. Moon Off will be giving up a bunch of free prizes, gift cards, all of that stuff to people who are signing up during the stream. So make sure you tap in after this. So we're going to go Kind of rapid fire here. We got 10 games on the slate. Kicking things off with your Brooklyn Nets, Scott, on the road going to play the Washington Wizards. Nets open up as a six-point favorite. They are currently now minus six and a half on the road. What's the total? Total here is 242.5. That's come up since 239.5. Injury report for these two teams, and we have for the Brooklyn Nets. Dorian Finney-Smith is probable. Nick Claxton probable. Uh, you know, no Lonnie Walker or Ben Simmons for the Wizards. Gallinari is, excuse me, questionable. Scott, laying six and a half with your team against the Wizards. What are you doing? I think I'm going to lean there. Uh, the Wizards defensively have been an absolute mess. Now, the Nets had a weird injury thing. Gambling Twitter kind of exploded from it because they started some guys and then benched everyone at halftime. And a lot of the player prop overs were a lost cause. And you saw a bunch of people in outrage. As a Nets fan, I didn't care. They weren't going to beat Milwaukee anyway. They never beat Milwaukee, so I didn't really care. Uh, so I think they'll be back for this game, and I do think that the Wizards defensively are still a mess. They have looked pretty good in the first two meetings. The Nets are 2-0, and uh, and they've covered this number in both meetings. I'm going to lean to Brooklyn. They're the much better team. Uh, I do think it was kind of funny. Kuzma was taking jabs at the uh, Pistons when the Wizards only have five wins. But to be fair, the Wizards did beat the Pistons in that streak, so I'll give them a pass. But the Nets have won each of the first two meetings by eight-plus points. They won the last meeting by 27. I'm going to link to Brooklyn here. I just think they're the better team. I do like the under in this game, though. I really don't know why uh, this total so high, 242.5. Each of the first two meetings didn't even reach 222, and the <laughs> line's at 242. That total's way too high to me. I'm going to link to the under. So. I think you might see the Nets score, but the Wizards have scored less than 98 in each of the first two meetings. So I don't trust the over in this game. Yeah, I'm rolling with Brooklyn. I just can't get behind it. I, it's really, really hard to get behind this Washington team, even in the spots that are good for them. But I just don't even think, honestly, truly, this is really a good spot for them. Uh, if you be, if you're being completely honest, and it's because of the rest. Yeah, Dang, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, yeah I, had to, I had to throw it in there. All right, yeah. But so basically, I just think it's a really bad spot with this Washington team where you're getting basically all of this Brooklyn Nets roster coming off a of rest. I mean, Mikael Bridges uh, only played because he has that, you know, the game streak, streak oh, thing yeah. mm -hmm. of playing every single game. And so, yeah, I was shocked when Cam Thomas came out of the game and he sat too. Shocked. Beyond shock. I actually went in on, and the Discord was all over the Mikel unders. I went in on that under and uh, Thomas over thinking, all right, if Thomas is, Thomas is going to be out there, he was cooking. And he would have went over if he played the whole time. Yeah. I thought it was. Well, the Nets like, scored 120 and they used a G League roster for the second half. So, yeah, Thomas would have gone over if he played. Yeah. So, uh, I, I just, you know, I, I think this Nets roster, they're getting back in the form where they're, where they're continuing to be one of the best ATS teams in the league. So, yeah, I'm with you. Brooklyn minus six and a half here. Pretty chalk. I love it. Uh, uh, total, you said you on the under props. Anything else you want to add to this one? Uh, I do think it's kind of interesting when it comes to the Nets because Bridges has been 
kind of underwhelming lately. And Thomas, it seems like Jacques Vaughn just doesn't like him because he doesn't use him enough. I'm trying to think of what props I want to take because Sharp's been slowly taking some minutes away from Claxton, but the Wizards are so bad in the paint. I think I might be I tempted by Claxton. Yeah, no, I would play. I don't care. I'll play Claxton. I'll so, play Claxton over. I just think. Sharp yeah, I think both of them. I think both of them can get a double double. I think both of them can get a double double in this span. Washington is one of the worst teams when you talk about uh, points inside the paint. They are. Let me pull it back up. In terms of points in the paint scoring, they're twenty seventh in the entire NBA, giving up uh, fifty nine point six points in the paint uh, in the past five games. Teams worse than them. Trailblazers, Pacers, Bucks. Like they, they're not good inside of the paint. This is a way for Claxton, Darren Sharp, get some easy points on the board, get rebounds. I don't think that they really have anybody challenging them outside of what Gafford. Nobody yeah. else is really challenging them on the boards at all. I think both of them can have a double double, to be honest. And we've seen Sharp be able to pull out double doubles out his ass from coming off the bench over the past what week or two. So yeah, I like both of them. I think I'm going to go with three-pointer props here. Uh, I know that Cam. I think Cam Johnson is worth a look for threes. Uh, Washington's been pretty bad at actually guarding three-point line this season, so I do think the Nets can capitalize. So maybe Finney Smith props. Maybe I don't fully trust him, but he's been better lately. Uh, but I am going to link to Cam Johnson. I think the volume will be there from three. I think Cam Johnson is like for people that buy down on props. I think there's like, yeah, Cam Johnson has at least one three in like every game for a really, really long time. I know it's definitely every game this season, but it's like, I think it goes into last season too. Like he has at least one three at every single, I think it's every it's single game. It's only two and a half and it's minus 104. Uh, Washington's just not. A but if you're game. already guaranteed one, like if he's yeah. already, you know, he's getting one. Yeah. Two, two and a half feels a lot better. It does. All right, let's move on. Uh, before we get to the next game of slate, got to talk to you about our ultimate New Year's Eve party at SGPN, a live stream on this Sunday, youtube.com slash sports gaming podcast, live pickums, live drafts, live sweats, and of course, prizes, 12.30 p.m. Pacific time, 3.30 Eastern time on New Year's Eve. Tap into the ultimate New Year's Eve party with SGPN at youtube.com slash sports gaming podcast. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. All of our odds mentioning coming over from DraftKings Sportsbook because they have an exclusive, exclusive offer just for NBA fans. New customers can bet $5, get $150 instantly in bonus bets, and you can score a League Pass subscription. So not only do you get the bonus bets, but you get a League Pass subscription. That thing's like $100. Like, come on. You get it for the rest of the season. So make sure if you're not already tapping into DraftKings Sportsbook, use that code SGPN for new customers can get $150 dollars in bonus bets instantly just betting five dollars on a nba game plus you can get an nba league pass subscription on us only on DraftKings sportsbook with code sgp the crown is yours gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in new york call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus banks expire 168 hours after issuance. League pass reward issued as promo code to redeem subscription and must be claimed by January 15th, 2024. See slash promos for eligibility and deposit. Positive restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. 
All right, next game on the slate. We have New York Knickerbockers, my New York Knicks, going up against the Orlando Magic on the road. Orlando open up minus one. They move up to minus one and a half. 227 and a half is total injury report for my New York Knicks. And you have no Jericho Sims, no Mitchell Robinson, as we all know. And for the Orlando Magic, no Markel Fultz, no Joe Ingles. Gary Harris is questionable. Jonathan Isaac is questionable. Scott, you got a buzzsaw of the Orlando Magic at home. Who um Is it a buzzsaw though? Because they lost to the they lost to Philly without Embiid. So yeah, they've been good all season long, but recently they're kind of slumping a bit. Right now they're eleven and four. So if you were betting them, you'd still be up like what six point something units. No, I get it. I'm just saying Orlando hasn't been as sharp lately, but they've still been. That was the last last game. Well, they lost their last home game before that too to Miami with no Butler. So they have been losing to some somewhat compromised rosters recently. Mm, That was Miami as a dog. Yeah, still. I'm just saying. They've also lost five of their last seven. So they have been in a bit of a, I don't want to say tailspin, but it's not been that great for them recently. I believe. Uh, I'm going to lean to the Knicks in this one. Uh, I think the Knicks are in better form, simply put. And I do think that even though the Knicks defensively have not been great, I'm going to give them a pass for their last couple of opponents because they've had a really tough schedule. Uh, The Knicks ended up splitting with Milwaukee. They won the game on Christmas Day. Then they lost to OKC. I don't have any problems with that on the road. Game was competitive. Uh, OKC outlasted them. I think Shea and Jalen Williams combined for like 72 points, which was nuts. But still, I do think the Knicks are in better form at this point in time. Knicks have been decent recently in the meetings. They've won three of the last four. I know Orlando's gotten better, but the Knicks have actually traveled well to Orlando in the past. I'm going to lean Knicks. I don't really have a strong opinion on this one, but for me, I'm going to lean to the Knicks in the spot. And no, Lewis, the Knicks are not on a back-to-back. They played the Thunder two days ago. So, dang! I thought you was going to take a little bit longer than that. That's all. It's all good. I didn't realize you were reading. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's all good. So, my routine fate of the Knicks and an emotional hedge of this team actually playing well has done all right over the course of the season. I think the issue here for me is that I, I've seen, I've really seen this Orlando team turn it up defensively. And I don't know if the Knicks can get there 100%. That's and that's fair. where I think that this game is, that's where I think this game is going to go. So my play that I preferably actually prefer is actually the over. Over 227 and a half. But I do kind of like, I'm just going to continue to fade the Knicks and lean to Orlando and just kind of lock in emotionally there. But I really actually kind of like that over because I think that the Knicks offensively are really good. Jalen Brunson cannot be stopped. He's the best player on the court. And and if you're saying that you're taking the team with the best player on the court, then 100% you need to be on the Knicks because Jalen Brunson is the best player on the court in this game. But uh, I think 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 Orlando has a lot more. I think Orlando has a lot more options. And I think Orlando plays really, really good style of basketball. They are really good at home. And I know it's been a little bit of a slide. I think they're due. I think this is a really good bounce back spot for them. And, They've given the Knicks some games, man. Like, they've given the Knicks games in the past. I know. And there's been a bunch of times where I'm like, how did we lose to the Magic? How did we lose to the Magic? How did we lose to the Magic? Now there's a reason for us to lose to the Magic. So, yeah, I'm going with Orlando here, but I really like that over 227 and a half. And I will take that and just say, hey, man, load up on assists and points props in this game because I think that you're going to get enough of them. What about you? 
Yeah, I think for the total, it's a bit tricky because uh, Orlando's defense hasn't been as sharp recently. It's still a good unit. I have a hard time taking the under with Knicks, with the Knicks though, because they really don't guard anybody. Uh, so I think I am going to lean to the over, uh, but it's going to be close in my opinion. But give me a close game, uh, potentially one possession game late, and I'll take the dog. So, all right. Next game of the slate, we have Toronto Raptors on the road playing the Boston Celtics who are coming off of that back-to-back versus the Pistons where they almost lost that game as, uh, what was it, 16-point favorites? I think it was 17. 17-point favorites. Almost lost to 17-point favorites. And if you have, you know, some books that you have done out there offered you an early payout, and congratulations. Like, for real. Like, that was a really, really, really great book to put that bet in on. Amazing book to put that bet in on. All right, so plus eight for Toronto, two twenty-five and a half is total uh, injury report, and I have here for at least Toronto. Garrett Temple is doubtful. Christian Coloco, you know he's yeah. And for the Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum is questionable for injury management, uh, and Jalen Brown is TBD. Jalen Brown did not play yesterday. Tatum did, so there is a very good possibility that you see the inverse, where you see. Jalen Brown play here and Tatum sit out. Uh, I'm not going to waste any of our time. We all know I'm on Toronto plus eight because why would you feel any confident in this Boston team after what you're saying last night? But Scott, what are you doing here? And then we can move on. I guess my concern for Toronto is it a look ahead game? Is the Pistons on deck a look ahead Get- game at this point? I don't <laughs> it know. Might be. It might be. It might be. It might back be. That's a buzzsaw, man. So I think I actually. Uh, I, I understand the angle for Toronto, but this team is so bad. I think I'm going to lean Boston. I'm not going to bet it. Like, there's no way I'm betting the side here in this game, but I do think emotionally they're going to be more focused early on in this game. I don't mind Boston first half. They no-showed the entire first half against the Pistons. I expect a much better effort, especially in the first half of this game. Whether this is standard or not remains to be seen. I think Brown plays and Tatum doesn't. But I'm going to lean to Boston first half in this game, mostly because I think after that no-show of all no-shows, I can see a good effort early on. It might fade, but I think early on Boston shows up. So I'll lean Boston first half. Mm. Once again, I'm not going to bet this game. Yeah, no. I am completely uh, on the complete opposite side of Boston. One thing that I do like about Boston, though, today is if Jalen Brown does play, I like Jalen Brown over points. Jalen Brown, uh, well, it's more of fading the Toronto Raptors, who are 24th in the NBA in points in the paint scoring. And then you look at Jalen Brown and what he's doing over the past five games, and he is 16th in the NBA in points in the paint scoring, scoring 14 points in the paint. That's going to make things a lot easier for him. The Raptors, when you think about, you know, Jakaperto, Siakam, like it'd have to be Ananobi that really stops him, but I've seen Jalen Brown go out there and cook this Raptors team before. So I'll take Jalen Brown if he plays, but other than that, I'm really good on this game, which got yeah, Tatum at 31 shots yesterday. That's a lot of shots up in the air. Uh, if he's not going to be in the lineup. So probably Brown. I love Derek white. He's one of my favorite role players in the league. Uh, I think he's in line for a big game as well. I think he has multiple blocks and like, 14 straight games or something like it's something nuts. Uh, I, I got to look up the actual stat, but his block numbers have been incredible. But still, yeah, I do think that Derek right? White, I got to pull it up. But uh, there was a stat during the Celtics broadcast, which had him on a massive streak. Like he passed D Wade 
for like the longest streak with the block, I think, for for guards, I think. It was something crazy. But either way, point is I like Derek White props. I think he's in one for a big game, uh, whether it's assists, whether it's points and assists. I like Derek White in general. All right. Hey, before we get to the next game of Slate, got to talk to you about Hall of Fame Bets. Hall of Fame Bets is a sports betting resource platform, parlays, player props, and game lines. Enter any parlay idea into the Hall of into the Hall of Fame bets parlay revolutionary revolutionary probably optimizer tool. Man, I can't even talk because I'm so excited. Because green, green, green. You see those greens, you want to hit the green. You want to see green in that in that app. And then look, you can optimize your parlay. It'll give you a hit rate. It'll give you expected probability, and you'll be able to know exactly where you stand before you even place your bet. Join in the join the over 30,000 users researching the Hall of Fame Best. Download the Hall of Fame Best app or visit hybets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. We're also talking about Underdog Fantasy, where they have pick 'em scorchers in the NFL, NBA, NHL, college football, college basketball. Make sure you, t- you tap in there. Simply pick higher or lower your favorite players' fantasy stats, and you can cash in. We're going to do an underdog lineup at the end of the show. Plus, we have our underdog show. Coming up right up the top of the hour here on this stream. So as soon as we finish over here, slide over there and tap into the underdog show. They're going to be giving, giving away a whole bunch of prizes and gifts and doing a whole bunch of signups for people. So make sure that you sign up and go over and check that show out, get you a prize. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. And some update in that Orlando Magic game. Gary Harris has been ruled out. He's officially out for the Orlando Magic in that game. Next game on the slate. Sacramento Kings on the road going to play the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks opening up minus one and a half. They're currently minus one. 252. Shout out to 252. That is the total in this game. Injury report for these two teams. And I have for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Seth Lundy is out. DeAndre Hunter's out. And nothing to report for the Sacramento Kings. Kings, Hawks here with a, an incredibly high total. Scott, what are you doing? I'm linked to Sacramento in the spot. Simply put, the Hawks have been overvalued all year long to go through their recent ATS run this season. They've played 30 games. Do you want to guess how many games they've covered the spread on? Out of 30. Uh, uh, uh... Wait, the Hawks? Yeah, 30 games. Seven? Correct. They're 7-23 yeah. and 23 ATS. It's the worst start to a season ATS in the history of the NBA. Like, I, I can't back Atlanta in the spot. I can't do it. These teams are very similar. I've gone down the line before. Kings are the best version. Pacers are the second best version. Hawks are the third best version. And then Lamelo with the Hornets is the worst version. But they're all basically the same team stylistically. I'm taking Sacramento. They're healthy. Uh, DeAndre Hunter is one of the only players on this Atlanta team that plays any defense, and he's injured. So give me Sacramento at full strength. Seven and twenty-three ATS. I'll pass. I'll take Sa- I'll take Sacramento at a plus price. Yeah, it's pretty easy for me. Uh, Atlanta just gives up the easy points, and I'm talking about the points inside of the paint again. And so you look at what Atlanta's doing 
a 25th in the NBA in points inside of paint. You go and you look at what the Hawks, what not the Hawks, but what the Kings are doing, and they're seventh best in terms of scoring inside of the paint, alongside with Demonis Sabonis, who is second in the NBA in points in the paint scoring. That's why I am on Demonis Sabonis over 21 and a half today. I think he's in line for a big day. I think the Sacramento teams, Sacramento Kings team is going to get a lot of easy buckets against this Hawks team inside of the paint, and it's just really going to be a struggle for the Hawks all day. They're going to have to score to keep up, and if the Kings are getting it easy and the Hawks are having to work for the buckets, then I think that eventually the Kings are just going to pull away with that one. So I expect, I do actually expect this to go over the total of 252. But yeah, yeah, uh, I I like the Kings here to get it done. So I'll take the Kings. And that's that's a problem. I like Trace once again, just to run it back. It's at at 11 and a half now, which kind of is annoying, but he's been flying over the last couple games. Trey has had at least 13 assists in five straight games. I, I, Mm. I can't really take the under at 11 and a half. He's also injured his shoulder. So I'm curious if he's going to be shooting less or not because it might impact his actual shooting. It might be a hot take. Maybe you consider Trey unders for points, like in a game this high, because I don't. I think his shooting form is going to be affected, and he shot the ball horribly last game. So mm-hmm. I think Trey's shooting is going to be something I want to fade cons- uh, potentially in the immediate future. But I think I do like the actual uh, assist here for Trey. Once again, 13 plus and six straight. I really can't go against it. I'll lean to the over on that. Or sorry, five straight. I still lean to the over on it. All right. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Next game of the slate. Milwaukee Bucks on the road going to play the Cleveland Cavaliers. Bucks open up minus five. They're currently minus six. 239 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And I have for the Bucks. Giannis is probable injury management. Jay Crowder, you know, he's out. Donovan Mitchell is questionable with that illness. Sam Morell is questionable with the wrist. Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, you know, they're gone. I mean, as much as I really want to fade the Bucks, yeah, they did, and it was like it was it was amazing watching them come back. As much as I want to fade fade Milwaukee in this spot, I really don't know if I can with this. Like, it's a really really bad injury report for the for the Cavs, and I guess Donovan Mitchell coming back really would change things because I do like Donovan Mitchell's over thirty today, but just give me the just give me the total. Over 239 and a half, like this Bucks team is not defending anything. And I think that they're going to be able to score on this Cavs team. I don't think this Cavs defense is the one that we've known in, in the past couple of seasons. So I think that the Bucks are going to be able to find ways to score. And I know for a fact they're going to give up points. Like they've been doing that consistently over the course of the season. We talked about points in the paint earlier. Bucks giving up the most over the past five games. It's really ridiculous. So the easy ones, you wouldn't think that from a Milwaukee Bucks team with Giannis and Brooke Lopez, but they continuously find ways to give up points. So, yeah, over 239 and a half is really my best bet for this one. But if I had to go aside or another, I guess I do would. I guess I would consider just going Bucks. I think I have to lean to the Bucks too. I really wanted to make a case for Cleveland, and I thought that Giannis wasn't going to play today. Uh, there are rumors he wasn't going to play the next game, ended up playing there, but they've been rumored to give him some injury management recently, and he keeps playing games. I figured a road game against Cleveland missing most of their team would be a good spot to rest Giannis. Apparently, he's going to play. Uh, we'll, we'll see if he does. If Giannis is a late questionable, it wouldn't shock me, but I do think that he's going to have whatever he wants if he does play in this game because besides Jared Allen, this team has no interior defense at all and no depth. 
So if Allen gets into foul trouble, this team has serious problems. Offensively, Mitchell might not play, so he might be unavailable. I got to go with Milwaukee here. I just think that they're the more talented team. Yes, they can't guard anybody. I'm aware of that. But if your biggest offensive threat is Karis LeVert and Max Struess, I'm probably going to pass. So I'll go with Milwaukee minus six and a half on the road. Might be close here and there, but I think Milwaukee gets it done. All right. Um, anything else? Any other props you like? There's not much available because Cleveland, you don't know yeah. who's going to be playing for this team. But Jared Allen like- rebounds is tempting or points if you think he's going to knock into foul trouble. I don't know if he's going yeah, to I, or not. I, think I like Jared Allen points. Yeah. Like if he, if he stays out of foul trouble, I like his points too. He cooked but, for me uh, on Wednesday in that in that game against the Mavs. He cooked for me. That was that was a really really great. All right, Philadelphia 76ers. What this is only what? Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay okay okay. I thought I was so confused for a second. All right, Philadelphia 76ers on the road going to play the Houston Rockets. 76ers opened up as a plus one dog. They are currently minus one and a half on the road now. Two twenty three and a half is the total. And as Scott just said, injury report, Joel Embiid out, Nicholas Batum out. And Houston Rockets, Tari Eason, questionable. Jabari Smith Jr. is out. That's pretty big. And then Dylan Brooks is out as well. Victor Oladipo yet to put the jersey on. All right, so we have Philly here, minus one and a half, Scott. I'm going to take Philly in the spot. I dared them to show me anything against Orlando without Embiid because they were winless without him, and they won pretty handily. They went into Mm -hmm. Orlando, and they buried him. Now, Houston, I did watch the last couple games. I ended up having them as my dog against the uh, Suns last game, and they got curb stomped. Uh, Durant had 16 assists and a triple-double, but Houston's perimeter defense without Dylan Brooks. I know we've all given Dylan Brooks a hard time on the show, mostly because of the you know, tough guy meme and all, you know, what I'm talking about like the whole persona as a villain that he tries to put on, which we think is clearly fake. He's still a good perimeter defensive player. And with him, I, I, I think he's, I, I do think he's a villain. I just think that he's I think not, like, he's like I th- I think professor doofensmertz where yeah, okay. he's a villain, but you don't get, you don't respect him as a villain. Like, I don't think people respect him, but he is a villain. Like I'll give him, I that. think he, I, 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 that's fair. Pair of the platypus, yeah, but still, I think you're looking at. <laughs> whoa, 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 Scott! That was a really good impression. <laughs> I did the best I could, but whoa. anyway, point is, I do <laughs> think looking at the spot, shout out to Finney's and Ferb. I do think <laughs> that Philly's live to win this game. I just think the I think the uh, perimeter defense is really bad, especially with Dylan Brooks being out. Uh, I'm trying to think of who they're going to be using. Jalen Green and Ime don't get along, so you're probably going to see like Aaron Holiday playing big minutes. Good luck with that. But I saw them get torched by Halliburton for 30 and change. I saw them get buried by Phoenix. What did Eric Gordon have? Like 25 points? Eric Gordon yeah. killed them that entire game. Grayson Allen was good. Durant had 16 assists. I think Houston in the short term might be a fade because defensively, which is what we, we kind of praise them for, Brooks was a big piece for that. So I think they're kind of going through an identity crisis. I'm going to link to Philly here. All right. You? I'm with Philly. I'm with Philly. I think one. I think Jalen Green really should be on the trade block. Like I think he could really be an. He doesn't an feel asset. with that team. Like it. I don't know what Phoenix would have to offer. I don't know what. Like, uh, I'm just thinking of all these other teams that just have no depth that would really use a player like Jalen Green. And you know, who could use him Detroit. 
You can stop playing Alec Burks 30 minutes a night. You can use Jalen Green. No, I mean, Alec Burks on fine. It's Killian Hayes that's really blowing. Al- but Alec like, Burks is shooting like 33%. But did you see, season, but did you so. see Kevin Knox in that game? That's the yeah. former, like, that's what I've been trying to tell people. They're like, yo, you got to stop expecting every single lottery pick to hit off the bat. Like, some of those guys are just meant to be bench guys. Like, that's truly yeah. what they are. And so Kevin Knox came into that game. And he looked really freaking good, man. Like, he looked really, really good. He had a better plus-minus for the plus-minus nerds than Killian Hayes, who was who a minus 10 in 10 minutes. I still think Killian Hayes is the worst player in the NBA. Like, oh, I, he's not including contract stuff. I think he's He's awful. definitely getting Denzel Valentine level hate for me. Like, That's he's fair. getting the level of hate that I had for Denzel Valentine. It's that same hate for Killian Hayes. By the way, Alec, Alec Burks was good in his career, but you look at his numbers this season, he should not be playing anywhere near 30 minutes in a game. That's my he point. Just very inconsistent. Yeah, he's very inconsistent with the shooting, but I would prefer I way more than oh my god. My, my that, point is Jalen Green's a big green light shooter. He yeah, needs and to the be fact, but the fact that they're not on the same page, that's what's that's what's killing him because yeah. they need his scoring. When was the last time we seen Jalen Green give us a consistent 23-24 on his points? It was, last, it was the last season Never. when him and yeah. Kevin Porter Jr. got to do whatever they wanted. But my point is if you're looking for a potential trade destination. Detroit makes sense. You've been linked to Levine. You need to score on the team. Your team's losing every game anyway, so Green yeah. will get the green light. I think yeah, Detroit Jaylen might green. be an interesting trade spot for J- uh, Jalen Green. I don't think Detroit should trade for anybody. <laughs> you don't they might need to anybody. if they want to just you pretend get, to be You get like, Bogdanovich yeah. out of there if he's not in your future plans, and that is it. Other than that, <laughs> do They're not so invested in lottery moves. picks anyway. You could add Jalen Green to the list. That's kind of my point. I'm late. All right, let's go ahead and move on to what do we got? The oh yeah, I'm on Philly. By the way, sorry. Yeah, uh, Charlotte Hornets on the road want to play the Phoenix Suns. I'm sorry, <laughs> the Suns are laying fifteen and a half. Two thirty and a half is the total here. Injury report for these two teams, and I have for the Hornets, uh, Mark Williams. CBD, we'll see. Uh, Galen Hayward, you know, he's out for a while. And then for the Phoenix Suns, we got Bradley Beal, questionable. Wow, really? Uh, Josh Kogi's questionable. I, I, I mean, so last time out, it was – and I told you, I would not be surprised if Phoenix just dominated that game from start to finish against Houston because it just felt like even though the spot screened Houston – that it was really a desperate spot for this Phoenix team to try to turn things around. I don't think they're as desperate with this Charlotte team. I think they're actually overlooking this Charlotte team. Give me Charlotte plus 15 and a half. I, I, know, I understand why it's 15 and a half. One's part of an overreaction with their game against Houston. B's that Charlotte played last night, and the fact is they got killed in the second half against the Lakers. And C, we've talked about it for a long time for several years. This team's really bad when Gordon Hayward doesn't play. <laughs> this team's really, really bad when Hayward doesn't play. I can't take it on principle. I think Phoenix might cover this, but I can't take 15 and a half. I, I just can't do it. If I was going to take Phoenix, I'd consider the team total because I don't think defensively they're going to be any good. But I do mm-hmm. think if I was going to back Charlotte, I would just take Rozier props. I would try to find a player to back instead of the team because Charlotte might lose this game by 30. Like, it is possible but I can't lay 15 and a half with Phoenix. I can't do it. I'd rather take a player prop angle for Charlotte. All right. Any player props you got? Yeah. So I think for player props in this game, 
I think Rozier is going to have a ton of volume in this game, especially with Hayward not being in the lineup because you're looking at who's going to handle the ball. Bridges isn't really a ball handler. I don't want to say he's a spot-up shooter, but he's kind of a tweener where he can occasionally dribble, but he's mostly being set up by his teammates. I think I have to look for Rozier. I just think the volume is going to be there. I don't mind Rozier threes potentially in this game. Phoenix is decent against the three-point ball, but it's mostly volume for Rozier. I think Rozier's worth a look. Maybe if you want to go for Nick Richards to have a double-double. I know he had one last mm-hmm. night. That's kind of the angles I'm looking at. But it's mostly volume. And if I think Charlotte can compete, it's not because of defense. It's because Rozier probably goes for third. So I'm probably leaning to Rozier and Nick Richards. If you like Phoenix, just take their team total over. Yeah, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. I think if you like Phoenix, take the team total over. If they're gonna, if Phoenix is gonna cover this, is because they scored a bunch of points and didn't let Charlotte score anything. Uh, all right. I really don't have anything. I would take Bridges if I was taking somebody. What if I told you that it was the other Bridges that came into Phoenix and had thirty? That I, I would believe it. So I don't think they're Bridges. related. So there's no connection there besides the last name. But still, yeah. All right. We have the Oklahoma City Thunder on the road going to play the Denver Nuggets. Nuggets open up minus four. They are currently minus two and a half. 236 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams, starting with the OKC Thunder. Jay Will, Jalen Williams, the not as good one, coming off the bench. He's questionable with the hip injury. And for to be clear, that's the one who did not drop 36 points last game. Yes, that is the one who did not drop 36 points. Aaron Gordon is on IR with hand and face lacerations from getting attacked by a dog. Big dog. It, it had to be. It had to be. No, that picture going around, the uh, big dog uh, greeting by uh, Tiger, that meme was going around for the uh, Aaron I Gordon. I did not see Great. that. <laughs> I did not see that at all. All right. Still minus two and a half for Denver, who last time they played this OKC team, Shea was making an Instagram caption about how he may not hit his over or under all the time, but he's going to give you a buzzer beater. And that's what he did last time he played Denver. So Denver looking for revenge. Line is dropping. What are you doing here? I think I'm going to lean to the Thunder in this spot. Denver won last night. They were kind of gifted a free win because Ja didn't play. And we know how bad this Grizzlies team is when Ja doesn't play. Shout out to Jokic, though, who had a 26-point triple-double without missing a shot. Went 11 of 11 from the floor, and he had a triple-double. I've never seen that before. So Jokic doing Jokic things. Uh, But I do think that the Thunder are a really bad matchup for this Denver team because they play with pace. They have a lot of versatility. Yes, I know they have no one that can guard Jokic. I get it. Nobody can guard Jokic anyway. Chet at least has length. He can make it difficult to some degree to make Jokic get extra arc on those shots, those touch shots, but nobody can guard Shea. Jalen Williams is also a problem, apparently. Chet's been really good this year, and they already went into Denver and won. Now, Denver did blow that game. They were up, and they kind of fell apart down the stretch, but Aaron Gordon's one of their better defensive players. Now you have to give like Watson a bigger role. You got to maybe give Najee a bigger role. I really don't like this Denver bench. I've had problems with this bench for a while. I'm going to lean to OKC. The fact that they've been in Denver before and they won tells them they're not going to be intimidated. So I'm going to go with the Thunder here, and they're pretty live to win it. And it's yeah. a back-to-back for Denver. So, hey man, I know you're on system. the. Sh- yeah, I know you're on the Shea train. So, you're- bro, it's Shea like. 
whenever I go against Shay in Denver, they make me pay for it. And so why do I why would I question something that works so well? It literally works 28 and one. 28 and one against the spread. I'm not gonna fade it. <laughs> I'm not gonna fade it. Give me Shay. Give me the Shea props. He's gonna score. He's gonna he averages 30. I think he should be an MVP candidate and he should be in the top three of MVP voting by the time this season is over. He's and gonna be I first think, team all NBA. That's gonna happen. Even that's, I mean, he did that last year. We, we I was don't gonna say that's, gonna, that's guaranteed stats. to happen again. We don't so, care. We don't care about last last year's stats. We did my all point NBA. is he's clearly a top now, 10 player, top borderline five player in the league. Like he's incredible. He's not borderline, he's definitely a top five player in the league. 100 percent hundred percent. And it's and it's really like it's not for the people that stat watch, but it's for the people that watch his game. When you talk about being able to literally get your shot off like whenever you need it, it's insane. It is insane how well he can get his shot off. And, and the fact the that he's a like two-way player. Time. And yeah. he's a two-way player. Nobody talks about how Shea is he still leading the league in assists? If he's not, he's he's right up there. Nobody talks you about mean, that you play mean too. So he should assist. be on you mean steals? It steals. Yeah, it steals. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it steals. So, yeah, he should be on that all defensive team, too. He is an MVP candidate. He should be finishing in the top three of MVP voting this year, I think. He should 100% is a top five player. I'm not fating this guy, and I'm not fating this OKC team. I'm just going to continue to back them. And at the end of the season, I'm going to be up units. So, Shay, OKC, that's pretty much it for me on this game. Is there anything else you like? No, not really. Uh, I don't mind Jokic rebounds in this game. Uh, I do think that OKC is still undersized besides Chet. So that could be an, an area where Jokic dominates in this game. I don't mind Jokic rebounds. Chet blocks is tempting. I don't know if there's a lineup yet for Chet blocks, but I've been really fascinated by the block market recently. I had Wemby yesterday for blocks. I need five blocks in the first half against Portland. So I've had I a decent it, read on blocks recently. But I do think Chet episode, blocks... Block. I gave out Chet blocks two and a half plus one forty. He had zero blocks going into the fourth, and he cashed. Uh, he's a caliber rim protector. The last time I took it, though, he ended up having zero against the Clippers. But the Clippers are also one of the worst teams to get blocks against. But Chet, look at the last couple games. He's gone over this two and a half number in seven of the last ten games. And you're looking at his numbers against the Nuggets this season. He had eight blocks in the last game against yep. the Nuggets. Eight. Like, yeah, if you have eight blocks in a game and there's a rematch, two and a half, yeah, I'm taking the over. It's crazy. Like, yeah, I'll take the over two and a half blocks. Yeah. All right. I agree with KW, by the way. The Thunder might be my favorite team to watch in the entire league. I'm so glad that they're good. And it's just like Presty. Sam Presty, I know, like, you guys, we know you guys watch this stuff. Sam Presty, you have all these draft picks. You need one more star. You need one more star, and you're there. You are there because you have your superstar. I don't know who the superstar. star is, but it's somebody. It's somebody, potentially a center. I don't know, but it's somebody that they need. Yeah, I, I mean, it, wow. They need a very good score next to Shea. No offense to Jalen uh, Williams, oh, but you need another shooter there with that team. All right. San Antonio Spurs on the road going to play the Portland Trailblazers in the Deja Vu game. San Antonio dominated the first matchup. Portland is now laying five and a half. Opened up at minus four and a half. 232 and a half is total. Oh, that opened up at 234 and a half. Injury report for these two teams. And we have for the, let's see, San Antonio Spurs, uh, Wemby, unlikely to play. You have Devontae Graham, TBD. And for the Trailblazers, we have Anthony Simons, DeAndre Ayton, Shane Sharp, 
do out Reese. I think Reese is out, but everybody else is TBD. So we'll see uh, who all actually ends up playing in this back-to-back game set. We're very rare that we have a back-to-back game set that's also an actual back-to-back, but they are playing these two games in two days. So Portland minus five and a half now, Scott. Uh, the next day, can Portland do anything different with Wimby out? So I do have to at least wait for the injury report because Simons did not play yesterday with illness, so that is definitely going to be a factor because Simons is their best player. Aiton's questionable, but it does seem like he's progressing towards playing. I think Portland kicks the crap out of him in this game. I think Portland buries him. Wemby, I got to read off the stats that he had. I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but I have to at least read it off because it was a stat one that never happened before in the NBA. So Wemby, in the Thursday game against Portland, had 30 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, and 7 blocks in 24 minutes. 24 minutes. He put up that stat line. So him not playing is a big deal. I'm throwing the first meeting in the garbage. Wemby single-handedly buried that entire team. I think without Wemby, this team's going to struggle. And I think that Portland with Simons playing in this game, probably, if you're not playing in the Thursday game, I think it's a very nice revenge angle for Portland. I think they bury this team. Give me Portland by double digits. Uh... 36-6-7 and in 24 minutes is... And I just think it's a completely different matchup. I can't even factor in what happened yesterday. Yeah, I'm not laying five and a half of Portland. I don't care what the matchup says. I don't care who they have on their side of the ball. I, I mean, I learned my lesson earlier in the season laying points in Portland. I'm just not going to do it. Give me the plus five and a half with uh, the Spurs. And all Wimby being out does is clear the door for Devin Vassell to have an amazing game. I thought so, you were going to say, like, Zach Collins double-double, because I thought that was the angle you were going to go with. I mean, that, I mean that's that's also there, too. Like, I think that's a pretty solid play, too, as well. Portland, very, very bad inside the paint. But, yeah, no, they're, they're just opening the door for Devin Vassell. I'm not laying this point. I'm not laying five. Two possessions with – I think you're crazy. Two possessions with Portland, I think you're crazy. I just think it's a completely different game with Simons being available probably and with Wemby being yeah. out. I just think it's a completely different I'm – I'm kind of ignoring the entire Thursday but game. But if, if you never saw that game yesterday, would you lay five and a half with Portland and Wemby was out? You, nev- you never saw Wemby Simons play like that yesterday. Simons didn't though. He's their best player. Like It's, it's, it's the fact that the Spurs' best okay, player so- played and Portland's best player didn't play. So I'm kind of tossing the last meeting out. I think Portland at full strength is better than the Spurs. So I'll take Portland if I had to lean to it. Yeah, I mean, okay. All right. I, I'm not, I'm not I think it's a very good revenge spot. We usually talk about teams splitting back-to-backs. It's a very good spot yeah. for Portland to come out and bury this team. But then we have an 8-22 team that we're laying six points with, basically. Correct, but San Antonio has also lost like 23 of their last 25. So it, you can go look at it either way. I'll trust my boy Devin Vassell here. Well, you're taking the Spurs because right. it's a toilet bowl and you're getting five and a half. I get it. I'm just going to lean. No, and, and and they have. Like, I, I get your angle. Arguably like, the best be... player on the court. They have arguably the best player on the court on their side. Arguably. You think he's better than Simons? Simons might not play. Okay, fair enough. I'm saying if Simons plays, I think he's the best player. Okay, yeah. Okay. If Simons plays, he's the best player. You can argue Jeremy Grant might be better than Vassell's a close Vassell's close. He's a close second. All right. Anything else? I have nothing else for this game. No, I got nothing else. No. I'll link to the over in the game, though, with that Wemby. Mm, I'm going under in the Deja Vu game. Second. I just don't see much room protection. Memphis Grizzlies 
Catching seven against the Los Angeles Clippers on the road, 225 and a half is total injury report here. And we have for the Grizzlies, Ja TBD, Santiago Dama TBD. They, they, Memphis played yesterday in Denver, so now they're going to uh, L.A. Ja didn't play. Ja, ja didn't play, though, so there's a chance that Ja might play today. And for the Clippers, Kawhi's questionable. And uh, Mason Plumlee's out. I'm not going to spend much time on it because I know we got to get out of here shortly. I'm leaning to Memphis, assuming Ja plays. I want nothing to do with the Clippers with with Kawhi not being in the lineup. Uh, He might play, he might not, but watching the Clippers play without Kawhi, it's a different team. I just just can't do it. You had a hard time beating uh, Charlotte. That's a serious red flag for me at home. With Kawhi potentially not playing, I, I can't do it. I'll take the seven and a half. I'm definitely not taking the Clippers and Jaws point. Like if Jaw plays, there's no way I would take the Clippers here. They're done, they're undefeated with Jaw the lineup. Like, come on, yeah. I'm not taking. And that's straight up. There's not even ATS. The ATS two are <laughs> getting seven and a half. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not playing with Jaw. Like, I'm not taking the Clippers. But I do think it, the Clippers do have a good spot if Jaw does not play because this is night and day difference between this team with Jaw and not the lineup. All right, and the Clippers with and without Kawhi. They've been really bad without Kawhi. Yeah. Uh, two twenty-five and a half is total. I don't, I don't really have anything for that. I, I got nothing. Once again, there's so much injury like statuses. There's there's a lot of injury stuff that we have to wait out. So I got nothing. On yeah, that. yeah. I can't really even. I really want to give out heart and assist, but I just want to see like if Ja plays, then I like heart and assist more. But if Ja's out, I think the Grizzlies have to go a little bit more defensive, and maybe they you know try to stick to the shooters a little bit more, but. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, maybe Hartnesses, maybe not. I'm really not on a lot of these props. I got to know what's going on with John. I think Clark I like Zubac in like this something. matchup. I don't like Zubac as a player, but he plays a lot of minutes, and Memphis has no size. So I think Zubac's in line for a good game. Yeah, like that. Re- rebounds could be a play. Once again, Jokic didn't miss a shot last night. A lot of it was under the rim. I know Jokic is Jokic, but the point is Zubac might just park himself down low and get a bunch of free dunks. And if you like hard and assists, there's a couple lobs in there. So I think Zubac points is worth consideration. All right. Who we? Okay. Let's get into our lot dog and underdog lineup. Oh, my lot. What did I feel really, really good about? I have no uh, idea. Let's see. Uh, that over in that Cleveland and Bucks game is really tempting. <laughs> really, really tempting. I think I'm going to go that way. In Toronto, if you wanted to consider that as an option, Kings maybe if you wanted that as an option. Yeah, Kings is is interesting. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with this over. This Milwaukee Bucks team defense is really really bad, like really really bad. I think that Do- I think this is finally the return of Donovan Mitchell. And if Donovan Mitchell comes back, I think he's in line for thirty. And so adding thirty to a total where I think Jared Allen can also add you another fifteen and ten or something like that, maybe twenty and ten. Like I think that this could be a very good scoring day for the Cleveland Cavaliers against this defense. And I think that the Bucks are just a like. It's not like offensively they're bad. They're really good offensively. They just can't stop anybody, and that's been their problem. So give me the Bucks and the Cavs over 239 and a half. I, I like that play. And for my dog, let's go with uh, – I think I actually will do some uh, some form of a parlay here. And I will go for a – let me get on DraftKings Sportsbook and get to my hefty, defty SGP tool. 
And we're going to go to the Kings and Sacramento game. I'm going to take the Kings on the money line because I think that the Hawks suck. Now, I am concerned about Jalen Johnson coming back. If people, I didn't talk about that earlier, but Jalen Johnson is is back with this team, and they played better with him in the lineup. But I'm going to take Demonis Sabonis over 21.5 points and the Kings to win on the money line for plus 244. All right. Uh, so for my lock on the show, I think I am going to go with uh, what I want to go with. I think I'm just going to trust my instincts here, and I think I am going to go with the Kings uh, on them. I'll take them uh, on the money line as my lock. I just can't trust Atlanta at all. I think this team is not a very good team in general. Once again, they're seven and twenty-three ATS this season. So if a line looks short, I don't even care to be honest. Every line's been off with this team because they keep overestimating the talent on this roster. But I think the Kings are a better version of the same exact team. So give me Fox and Sabonis instead of Trey Young and, I don't know, DeJounte Murray, I guess. I watched Andre Drummond absolutely destroy Clint Capella last time out. Like, I I don't need to see any more to tell you that Capella is borderline washed at this point. I think Sabonis gives him the work. Uh, Give me the Kings money line as my lock. For my dog, I I have an angle, but I really want to know if he's going to play or not. I really want to take Memphis, but I don't know if Jaw's going to play. So I think I'm going to pivot. I think I'm going to go with the Thunder money line, but I am going to throw in shape points, and I want to quickly create a same game parlay with shape points. Uh, do you have that in front of you? Do you know what Chase points are at? Is it at, at like 32? 32 and a half. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to go for 35. I think I'll go for it because uh, he had 36 last game, and I think that okay. Denver, especially with Gordon being out, is going to have no answers for him at all. Uh, so I think I am going to go with Shea, 35-plus, and the Thunder money line, and quickly building that right now. That is going to give you a payout of about plus 285. All right. I went ahead and threw Sabonis higher 21.5 points into our underdog lineup, and Shea higher 32.5 points into our underdog lineup. We need one more, Scott. What you think? Um, a part of me is kind of tempted by the Chet blocks at 2.5. Once again, uh, eight, we can do blocks. We could do three blocks and steals. Okay, sure. They're giving you steals in the combo. It's a great deal. Yep. When, so they don't have so the, offering blocks at two and a half alone. I'll take the steals included. Yeah, why not? Yeah, last time they had his two and a half blocks is spicy, but they don't got it as a spicy play this time. But we do three blocks of steals. I think that's still very good. I think we're good with that. All right, so. For our underdog lineup, we have SGA higher, 32.5 points. Demonis Bonus higher, 21.5 points. And Chet Holgram higher, three blocks and steals. Six to one underdog contest. $100 gets you $600. Make sure you use that promo code SGPN for new customers. Get $100 deposit match up to $100 on your first deposit. All right. That's it for us here. We have everything on this stream. On this same, like, just slide over, just back out. And then go back and hit the underdog stream with Moon off. He's got a bunch of guests up there. I think Katie Mox and uh, Mincy Betts is going to be up there. And they're going to be talking a whole bunch more props and underdog lineups and a whole bunch of other stuff. Make a whole bunch of money, all that. Tap in with them right here on this stream, youtube.com slash NBA Gambling Podcast. Other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of any podcast. We're just going to end it like this. We are out of here. Ba-da-ba-da.